by Foxtel Cottage Floral right here in Crozet, Virginia. It is a sunny and warm February 9th, and it's probably 50-some degrees. We can see the mountains as clear as day, probably every little pine tree on the on the Bucks Mountain out there. So uh, welcome all to wonderful guests here today joining us at the Wedding Fox podcast. I'm thrilled to have them. It's Peggy Donowitz with One Bridal, a beautiful new bridal shop, fairly new. It's been open for a little while, but we're we're happy to have her. And she's here to discuss her shop on West Main Street in Charlottesville. We also have a really wonderful planner, um, Becca Beasley, and she is also located in Charlottesville and um, almost everybody I feature is or just outside of Charlottesville, but we don't go farther than that. We're kind of local color. And um, we are very pleased to have him today. And I'm going to start with Peggy. And I want her to introduce herself to you guys um, out there because her shop is just, I've heard nothing but great things. I'm not in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, I'm not in looking for a wedding dress right now in my life, so I don't, I'm not popping in, though I might now after I've met her. She's so lovely um, just to say hi. And um, I want her to tell you about what makes her shop special and unique. And I've heard a lot of really good responses already from brides that have bought from you, how talented you are, how personable you are, how much care you take with them. They feel special when they walk out. And that's what that's what they need. That's what they're looking for. And they need to know about you. And that's what we're here today to talk about. So I want you to tell us, one, how the hell did you end up in Che Vegas, darling? Um, two, what drew you into this crazy wedding business? Because I'm telling you, as I have said on the other podcast, you got to be a little batshit crazy to be in this business. You know what I mean? But I love it. You love it. Becca loves it. And we wouldn't do it if we didn't. So what puts that, you know, what jazz is your, you know, what gets your uh, pot boiling, you know, and just sets you on fire while you're in it to win it. And um, any other, you know, tidbits, it sets you apart from everybody. So rock on here, Peggy. Tell us, <laughs> tell us all. Well, thanks, Karen. And thanks for the lovely introduction. And it's, um, I'm thrilled to be here today. Um, you asked so many questions that I'm not exactly sure where I should start, but I guess I can answer how I got to Charlottesville and then we'll go from there. So I was born in Ohio in a very small town and I always tell people that it was so small that usually my parents knew I was going to do something wrong before I actually did it because somebody inevitably would see you and say, Hey, I saw your daughter. Was she supposed to be there? Um, so when I was finally able to move out of the small town, I craved being anonymous. So I ended up in Philadelphia for about 12 or 13 years where I met my first husband and had my two children. And at that time we were coming to Charlottesville because I had in-laws visiting here or living here. And so when we would visit, my husband and I, my then husband would always say, this is a lovely place. What are we why are we not living here? So long story short, at one point we picked up our bags and moved ourselves here to Charlottesville. I am a nurse, um, which is wow. what I went to school to do. Um, it's basically because my mom said, we'll pay for your college, but you need to have a job when you get out. And nursing is a good lucrative job, so you'll be a, a nurse. Um, and that's my nursing job is what actually brought us here to Charlottesville. Um I've done that for many, many years. Do you mind and me interjecting? What kind of nurse? 
Um, I'm an oncology nurse by education and training, um, and that's what the job that brought me to Charlottesville was the manager of the hematology oncology unit. Well, I want to say one thing. I am a cancer survivor. I've had cancer. And um, my nurse, part of my team at UVA, I give a shout out to my team at UVA, was so I'm so grateful for her because she was from Texas. I don't know if it was Lubbock, Texas, maybe. Oh, yeah. She had the south, most southern, deep Texas, you know, mm-hmm. all the way in the back kind of Texas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And they don't move their mouth so much, and that's all their S's are back here and everything. Mm-hmm. So I would call her because she told me from the very beginning her name was Mason, and she said, you're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. So I would call her direct line, my nurse, and she would say, Karen, you're going to be just fine. Because I'd ask her, what am I going to be, Mason? She said, just fine. Yeah. I said, right on. That's all I needed here. Got to go. <laughs> I'm coming in for my surgery. <laughs> and I was just fine. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you get through stuff. But you, you guys, I just want to give you, I mean. Well, thank you. Because I think you're correct. I think, and that's one of the reasons that it drew me, that drew me to oncology nursing. Because I think in that particular um, specialty and environment. There's so many things that you can offer to a patient, um, not only in terms of your ability to listen, but you can actually make such a huge impact on their treatment. You're the one that can recommend um, antiemetics, pain medications, all the things to help to manage their symptoms and things that are going on with them. And to me personally, I learned so much from those patients in terms of how to maintain hope and courage in the face of all the things that they were going on. Uh, anything you get, even if it's on your face or skin, you never melanoma on the face. Right. Or any, once you hear that word, mm-hmm. people, you know, it sets you into a world that you didn't think you were going to step into and you just have to get through the journey as best you can with all the team and support you can find right. that you can find. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to give a shout out as oncology nurses and nurses that really do really do make a difference so thank you um but you came to charlottesville because of that job because of uva and then you got to do what you know gets you right well about 10 years ago now um my husband who's a physician and i were having a conversation about what what else would you ever want to do with your life or you know if you retire what would you like to do and i immediately said I have always wanted to work in retail. I don't know why, but I've always wanted to do that. I've always been told I had an eye. I never knew what that meant. Yes, I have an eye. I have two of them. <laughs> um, but when people needed to go shopping for a special event. Yes. Oh, the third eye, darling. Yes. It's called the third eye. <laughs> but when people would want to go shopping for a special occasion, they would always ask me, can you come with me? Can you help pick out clothing? When my friends and I were having our kids, there was the Peggy Um, I was then Walters, but it was Peggy Walters maternity collection because I had actually bought maternity clothing that was not maternity clothing because at the time, I don't know, when I was having my kids, they were still bows and polka dots and you were supposed to look kind of like I Love Lucy like a big tent. Or yes. Something. Yeah. Yes. So I honed, I curated my own collection of, of clothes and all my friends ended up borrowing them and they were just non-traditional maternity clothes that worked. Um, so that kind of jazz you. Yeah. I always liked that. That was exciting. So anyways, 
at the time of the conversation with my husband, I said retail. I would always wanted to work in retail. So I gave myself a week to find a part-time job in retail and some aspect of that. And it was one of those where I was like, okay, I'm going to drive here. And if I get a parking space, I'll go into the bridal salon. So I drove, I got the parking space. I walked into the bridal salon, asked if they were hiring They happened to say, yes, we are. And it was one of those interviews where, do you know how to do this? No. Have you ever done this? Uh, uh Uh-uh. Can you start on Saturday? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So I was hired. And, you know, I think part of it was, as a nurse, customer service is something that you already understand and completely know. Um, You want to be responsive to the customer. You want to be able to listen to what they need. Um, And so I think translating what I learned in the hospital environment and caring for patients into kind of the retail um, was kind of second nature. Um, I've often said that in that 90-minute appointment when you're with a bride, um, it's trying to figure out exactly what they need and that role can vary and change. Um, Sometimes they need a mom because their mom's not available for the appointment. Sometimes they need a financial advisor um, to help them realize what they can buy, what their budget will allow them to spend. Sometimes they need the social worker, the psychologist, a best friend, along with the bridal consultant. So I think sometimes to me, putting the pieces of that puzzle together and kind of figuring out what it is that they require during that 90 minutes of time, is what stimulates me and allows me to respond to them and give them a, a good experience. I would say that's probably true for all of us. We I probably agree. have to have a psychology major mm-hmm. behind there, but you don't. You just, if you don't, you're going to get one real fast, or you're not going to do well in the business, or you're going to, you know, you're going to quickly learn that it's not a business for you because you see so many different kinds mm-hmm. of situations mm-hmm. and therefore all the hats one has to wear Becca I know you will probably really mm-hmm. be able to chime into that one and 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 I do too because there it's it's there you know it's also the meet you know the financial I call it the come to Jesus moment because they have right. to sort of have to sit down and say right. well <laughs> this is your champagne ideas but you might be on a beer budget or you might they might be pleasantly surprised and have that they can go up more and get more for their bang, for their buck, for their ideas. I kind of always talk about when your Pinterest board doesn't quite match your budget um, and there's a total disconnect um, where people come in with these extravagant pictures of gowns that they've saved on their Pinterest board. And then when you ask what your budget is... There's no yep. way there's those are going to you know, match on the rack. <laughs> right, right. So then that's kind of your opportunity for educating them about yeah. what your money can buy. And I guess, you know, that what I did notice, you said 90 minutes. That's a long time you spend with each mm-hmm. client. Mm-hmm. And you probably even go over that time. Sometimes. I would think. Yes. Um, but you've got to be mindful because you probably have another client coming in. Right. And so tell us, tell me a little bit. I mean, it's fascinating that you're from a small town and I, I'm from general. Well, I could go down on Ridge street and put my hands on my great grandfather's wall. He built with his own hands. And my, my, my grandmother went to St. Anne's and all his sisters. And my mother was a boarding student at St. Anne's. And I went to uh, high school, graduated from St. Anne's, but I'm not technically born in Charlottesville. I was born in Nashville, Tennessee. Because mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> my mama went to Vanderbilt, as she likes to say, Vandy. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so I have sort of this mixing of small town. And I, like you, wanted to be invisible mm-hmm. after being quite visible. Yes. And I ran to Boston and bigger cities <laughs> to, to, to just hide, yeah. you know. And then um, found after life's journey, you know, you figure out what's important. Mm-hmm. It kind of kicks you in the head. Mm-hmm. And then came back to Charlottesville, which I now affectionately call Che Vegas because, you know, it's got a little undersaw that's got a woohoo, you know. Um, and uh, it's not a small town anymore. It's very, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's got a lot to offer. Um, but we still have really that small town quality artist mm-hmm. uh, boutique people that I value very much. One of the reasons I'm doing this mm-hmm. to showcase you guys. So you're from Ohio. You came to Charlottesville. Your husband's a physician. So describe to me your um, the way you when you get, a, let's say it's a phone call or an email. Walk me through a, a typical experience of a client really quickly. And what perhaps are those? I know I loaded a lot on the front end on you. So what are the maybe some of the things to, you know, Ah, you know, little um, advice things you say, you know, when they're trying on dress one, dress two, dress three, you know, what are some things that you say you should think about when you're buying a dress? Not, And and I'm sure the Pinterest thing, that is a big one. Like, yeah. But, you know, is it their coloring that you look at, their size, what kind of shape they have? I don't know. Something that you're going to know that I'm not going to know because I can tell you all about flowers. Right. So how about it? So... (laughs) Usually we have some contact either via email or the phone prior to their appointment. But I would say the majority of our conversation happens during the appointment. And I think the most important thing or the thing that I try to do initially is just to make them come in, feel comfortable and at ease. Um, If it's the first time that they're trying on dresses, usually they're very nervous and excited about that. Um, If they're 21 and older, does wine come out or something? Do you grease um, the skids at all? Do you like... It, it, it depends. Sorry, though. It's true. Can, it, it depends. We, right. So, I mean, will. if we're having a chunk show or a special event, sometimes we, we break out the champagne. Um, a lot of times people will call and ask if they're allowed to, to bring champagne. So we certainly do yeah, allow that, that and promote that. Um, but most of the time, like I said, we want to just sit down and I, I want to talk to them. We just talk a little bit about their fiance. How did they meet? Um, where's the wedding going to be? Why did they select the venue that they selected? What's their vision for the day? Whether the wedding's going to be inside or outside? And then I specifically hone in on what about the dress? Um, what are you thinking? Um, what are your likes and your dislikes? Some people come with a whole list of things that they like. Some people come with having no idea. You have the person that's thought about their wedding since they were 10. I had somebody that came recently who had actually had the paper doll cutouts of dresses like when she was 10 and 11 and so had been thinking about what this wedding dress should look like. Um, And then we have other people who have no idea and they're just able to tell you kind of their likes and their dislikes and kind of what they're looking for. and then usually I take a few minutes to kind of just set the, the rules for shopping at the one bridal salon, which are not very many, but one, it's to relax and have a good time. Two is if I pull a dress and you don't like it, just tell me. It's not going to hurt my feelings. It saves us time. And that if you don't like a dress, I want you to tell me why. 
because forcing them to describe why they don't like a particular gown that I pull for them is far more helpful to me than when I just pull a gown and they say, yes, I'll try that. Mm-hmm. I agree. So all the time that they're talking, I'm trying to get a sense of what it is that they're looking for. Um, and it doesn't, it's not always apparent from our conversation. Sometimes it gets a little bit clearer as we start to pull dresses. I never pull any more than five to seven dresses into the dressing room to start with. Um, they're not going to remember the first dress by the time we get to the fifth or the sixth dress. Um, and then during that time, um, every time they come out in a dress, I'm always asking, what do you like? Tell me the things that you like. Tell me the things that you don't like. What are you seeing when you look in the mirror? Um, what are the things that you like when you see when you look in the mirror? Um, the other thing I forgot to mention is when I'm doing the interview, I my final question is give me two, just two words to describe how you want to look on your wedding day. Mm. And I'm going to hold you to those two words. So we have come up with quite an array of responses that have been a lot of fun, but I always do write them down. And so again, during the course of the appointment, I can use those two words again. Are you feeling elegant and timeless? Are you feeling drop dead gorgeous? Um, so that we can kind of get it back. Yes. Right. And see if they, it, it resonates. Right. And I have a similar, I'll ask them like in five words or less, what's their kind of um, style they're trying to achieve mm-hmm. with, you know, is it modern, eclectic, whimsical, romantic, you know, rustic, whatever. What's, what's, what are those words that leap to your mind? You know, it's it's um, to try to get them to, it's almost calling it or editing, even themselves in their own mind or their Pinterest or all of it together. And I think it's true. You have to kind of, I always say to them, and this is something I'm feeling I share with you, is you're just trying to find their language mm-hmm. and the words that they consider. Because I have people say classic, and then I'm like, well, it's really not classic. You know what I mean? Being that I'm an art history major and an art major forever and all the terms, you know, what really things, I kind of, and, and that's my, that's my bailiwick, man. You're getting in my business, you know. <laughs> so I want to, uh, you know, so my job is to just keep figuring out what is classic mm-hmm. to them and then possibly show them what we decide is, you know, what the term of classic or what it might look like. And then we just bridge it. And yours sounds exactly like, but it's totally different and more intimate probably than I get because people with food <laughs> and their clothing, right? They get a little, you know, well, that's the other thing. Cray cray up in the, you know, <laughs> I mean, the bride and I are in the dressing room together right. alone, yeah. which is a very intimate exactly. moment. And it's funny because people, the entourage that are with her often forget that it's just a thin silk curtain <laughs> between where they're sitting oh. and where we are. Oh, yeah. So if they say, gosh, you look like a PIG in there, then they hear it. I mean, if they're out there going snickering or if they really like it, but then they'll, yeah, well, they can hear that too, which that's is good, but you can't. But that's also my time to really tune in to the bride. Yeah, kind of separate So, okay, the... I heard all the things that they said out there. Now Has it ever been hurtful where they're like, they like it and they hear the bad news and then it's, all? Did you go out and get mad at them and tell them? <laughs> I would say that's, rare. that's that's rarely happened. Oh, it'd be hard for me. <laughs> I've had some come to Jesus moments where the brides, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this with you. You got to like, you know, 
calm down, you know, it's just there, or, or even the, the mother and the bride going at it, you know, I'm like, no, 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 we ain't going to do this for nine months. No, no, no. But I think that that's, again, your time to really be her advocate. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Make sure that she's getting what she needs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there have been times when I've actually said to the group, you're not listening to her. Mm -hmm. She's, she's not liking this dress. You guys are liking the dress. She's not That's like the body the thing. I'm saying our image, our body image, and what we put in our stomachs is like what people order when they go out and order. Was it when Harry met Sally? She liked everything on the mm-hmm. side. Yes. You know, I was one of those kind of everything on the side when I was younger, and I would be very kind. I was very gracious, but you know, we want what we want. So I'm mm-hmm. one of those kind of canoodled people in my mind. And I had obviously I wanted to be invisible. You didn't want to be known where you were going. Mm-hmm. So we have this weird image of ourselves, and when, when your reflection is there, all of a sudden in this new. Seeing kind yourself of in the role yes, you're going to sure. play, which is what yeah. that guy deals with, is the role they have to get ready for and go through and all the changes that are coming and, you know, being married afterward. It's all of that that she has to get them through. It's the psychology. Right? It's the yeah. psychology. <laughs> um, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's, it's a crazy journey, but it's, we wouldn't keep doing it it's if there fun. wasn't the fact that you love it's, your it's, client, most right. of your clients. We all have some bad seeds. But most of my clients are really great. There have yes. been a few that I would just, I just try to forget. And that happens. That's life. You know, to say that I had every single person that I've ever dealt with was just charming and wonderful and grateful. No, no, no. Um, you, you hope they learn. You hope they grow. You hope they find something in their soul that's going to make them, you know, be generous and, and kind, you know, um, you wonder what's going on or what happened, but um, most of them have been darn good. And, and I, I just actually was at uh, the grocery store um, before I got to do coming over here and I ran into a mother of a bride oh. and she was like, I think about you all the time. And my daughter was so happy and thank you so much. And she gave me a hug and I said, that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, absolutely, there are those moments. And one thing that, Y'all didn't hear, but Peggy and I had a little hot to hot before we started this thing. And she was saying that she feels a little left out of the playground because she sees the bride early on. Right. Kind of like Becca, but Becca, you get to play in the sandbox with us mm-hmm. the day of the wedding. So Becca knows who plays nice and who doesn't. And then Peggy doesn't know because she doesn't come to the wedding. I'll make sure you're invited, but but you're not in the... Why would we be invited? I mean, well, we might get invited. Sometimes they invite me. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm going to be too busy. I ain't coming. You don't want me all stinky and dirty and gross. But um, I'm like, oh, you can come. Um, so, yeah, no, I never, I never <laughs> go to the wedding. But you could. But the point is, is that you were lamenting the fact that you don't get to see her the day of the wedding which also means you don't see all of the us, the vendors mm-hmm. that play in the Maybe sandbox together. Yeah. Yes. So she's sort of a little separate because she sees her at the beginning and helps her through a lot and probably continues to have contact up to the wedding. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't actually come to the wedding and meet all the cater, all of the mm-hmm. photographers and the videographers, everybody. That was my point to Karen that. You know, the, the store has only been open. We just started our third year and it's um, it's getting to know the other people in the industry. And, you know, the fact that we're not at the event. So mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the event coordinator and the videographer and the florist and the people who are managing the event Once you space. know your client. Right. Right. But um, you will see the beautiful photographs. 
Yes, I do see the beautiful photographs. And the beautiful comments back to you. You feel the love on the flip side, just, and you don't get to play in the sandbox. sandbox yeah, right. the sandbox it's with us, <laughs> which is, uh, and maybe if I had the opportunity, can't get a little, <laughs> little crazy out there, <laughs> I would discover that I didn't really want to play like, in <laughs> the sandbox. There's some days you're just like, no, no, I don't want to go. It's going to be so hot. And, you know, you go back that night. Um, we do, we clean up that same night. Yes, and I'm like, yeah, we come late. So um, we're right there with the caterer mostly at yeah, that point in the night. That point, yeah. yeah. And um be a long day. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it, mm-hmm. I think, you know. Uh, we wouldn't keep doing it. Right. Is there anything that you want to add that I missed asking you? Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. other than, you know, the things that we've talked I I love obviously what I do um I loved creating the store and the environment um I told my husband after I sold my first dress Mm -hmm. I don't even care if I sell another one I did it I put I the vision came to life I had somebody come in they bought a dress and everything else from henceforth is icing on the cake so Um, I can see that from your eyes how much joy I can see it in your face that that was very genuine mm-hmm. and in your eyes. And she really did enjoy that. Yeah. I and that it. was, yeah, that's, that's why you do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're going to be, you're going to be in business for a long time, you know, because I can tell you have, you're authentic and you're doing it for the right reasons and you care. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And now I want to turn to Miss Baisley. Who <laughs> <laughs> I've known a little bit. A little yeah. Bit. A little bit. Um, and, and um, I just want to, turn it over to her because she's a great again you know I hear all <laughs> a lot of things out there and I've worked with a, a lot of different coordinators and she's one that I recommend highly and would say that she's on it and um isn't too uh prissy to get it done because she'll get it done no matter what it is or wear the, the rain boots on some days, you know. Yeah, whatever. Your nails will get broken if you have to get down there and make it. Yeah, see? Well, that's what it takes. <laughs> you know, if you're styling too much and not willing to get into the dirt and the grit, what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, coordinator is that? That's just looking a little she-she and standing around looking busy. We want people who are actually shaking, shaking their booty and getting it done, <laughs> you know, and working for their and yeah, making yeah. it easier for all of us. Cause I gotta tell you, I've had I had a coordinator. I will we I swear this is true. I you know, sin or the sin, I'll never both, as my mother used to say. So um, so I will tell you the sin, but I will not tell you the sin. Uh-huh. But the sin was a coordinator. Um, we could not figure out where to put the chairs uh for wedding. And we were like, okay, you know, this is something she would have discussed in the rehearsal, you know, where the chairs are going to go outside, what angle, whatever. Placement so we could do our chair decor, et cetera. And we couldn't find her. Mm. Well, we did find her in the bathroom. And she said she couldn't come out because she had to deal with this. And I'm making a hand over my face here, you know, because her personal self, her makeup and her hair and blowing it dry and then. You know, the curling iron was going and the liners. And we were like, okay, got to kind of wrap this up. <laughs> we just kept going in, looking in the bathroom, seeing how much longer. And we were just gobsmacked at how long and how frustrated the case, all of us were. Because there were questions. 
things had to happen. There's a timeline. And, you know, I don't know if those survive out there, but it's, I think it's important that the people that we do play with in the sandbox, and I tend to play with the same ones over and over again, (laughs) are professionals, Mm -hmm. probably have liability insurance, Mm -hmm. are in a real business, pay their taxes and give support to the community. And, um, are real small business and professionals and have a reputation of being such, you know, or they don't make it. It's true. And it's good to look into those things too, because there's people who are just kind of working out of their whatever and not really, you know, legit, as I would like to say. And and then you're stuck with that person mm-hmm. fixing their hair for three hours <laughs> <laughs> or an hour. It was a while. And, and, and I wasn't the only one. The caterer was steaming and, you know, we were all, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know where to put stuff. And that's, it can happen. It, it, I've been out there and I've had <laughs> stories that would curl people's hair. But, um, you know, we hopefully don't have to deal with that. Like, I don't have to deal with that. So that's why I like to work with Becca. Well, thank you. I like working with you. <laughs> so um, that's one of the reasons you're here today. So Becca, tell us about where you're from. Okay. How you got it. Why did you join us in the wedding business? <laughs> How long have you been in Charlottesville? And of course, you know, come give us some tidbits. Give us some, you know. All right. Um, I am from Southern Maryland, which is a small town. Maryland's like America in miniature, I think is the nickname. And you can have the mountains or you can have the bay or you can have the city. I am from a rural area in Maryland along the Chesapeake Bay. It's called Coward County. But we're only 30 minutes away from Washington, D.C. So it's, it's like this little unique spot. Uh, I went to Virginia Tech, which is how I made it into Virginia. I got my master's degree from GW. I met my husband when I lived in Annapolis, Maryland, and he was in the Marine Corps. And so we did long distance for a while. He lived in San Diego and I lived in Annapolis. And he said, okay, if we're going to make this work, somebody has to move. I was like, well, just come on out to Annapolis. Like, I love it here. And he's like, I don't think you understand how the Marine Corps works. I'm like, nope, don't have a clue how the Marine Corps works. He's like, I can't move. (laughs) You have to come to me. So um, I did because I was 24 and felt like, you know, the way the wind blows. And moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and we lived there. And we um, decided to get married and have a family and kind of rolled out the map he decided to get out of the Marine Corps after 10 years and said, where do we want to go? And my husband's from California. So we literally rolled out the map of the United States. And I said, I want to get closer to home. Because we had, uh, I think I was pregnant with our first child at the time. And so we picked Charlottesville because it's beautiful with the mountains. And um, we bought a house kind of outside of town. And we So been- the Hokie came to become in the Wahoo People, territory. I know. There's comments about that. And I carry a Virginia Tech pad folio when I do <laughs> weddings. And it never occurs to me that it's a Virginia Tech pad folio. But some people are like, what are you doing with that? But then you'll find people that are like, hey, go Hokie. So, <laughs> I'm just messing with yeah, you. Yeah, no, there's you know. always comments on it. Yeah. Um, so we've been in Central Virginia for like, almost 10 years. We have three kids. And I fly under the radar because of the three kids. So I plan my world around those babies. They're getting older. How old are they? Nine, seven, and three. Wow. wow. Yeah. Nine, so seven. I started uh, my career. I was an event planner 
Uh, my master's degree is in tourism administration with an event management concentration. So I'm highly specialized in what I do, which is something a lot of people don't realize. That's why you're good. <laughs> That's why I'm calm. Well, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you've already been educated on all the aspects of an, an event, what to think of and, you know. What is it? Plan for the worst and hope for the. I always plan for the worst. Option, option, option. You know, you always have that built in. I think in those management things are teaching you a lot of mm-hmm. those kind of a lot of different scenarios. Yes, a lot of different aspects to events. You know, the economic development yep. aspect that people don't think about how that affects the town. And so I do have that ten thousand foot perspective that I kind of apply, especially in wedding planning. But I did association educational events for uh, eight years before we had our daughter. And then I decided to become self-employed. So I, I've never uh, worked for anybody else as a wedding planner. I just do it the way that I think it should be done. And it's very simple. My approach to this is very simple. I'm a logistician. I'm not a designer. I rely on the bridal shop and the florist and the lighting companies to make it pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I manage the event. I kind of pull all the strings on the puppeteer. And that's good. I think there are different ways to work. Of course, there's a lot of um, other way uh, event coordinators who will sort of say, bring me all of your, uh, well, ideas or the, and the money, you know, and then they kind of hold everything close and then dole it out to the different people and have sort of the overview and want to take charge of the save the day, everything. So it's, so it's, I guess it has a flow and is seamless in that sense. So that's a, uh, if you need that and you're a really busy professional, that often seems the way to go. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of brides though that do have the Pinterest, which I think does help them Mm -hmm. kind of filter through and figure out what they want and they can design their own or get a friend now with, there's so many options of printing too and doing a lot of that saves money. So I'm sort of like, there's the the two different. Yeah. Yeah. And and extremes in a way you know one which where you just turn it over to the coordinator <laughs> do it all mm-hmm. and then the other side is a little bit more do it yourself mm-hmm. with a combination where do you think you do you offer both of those I or, do. okay yeah I, I offer three packages I offer full service which is soup to nuts you know they come with me they don't have their venue even um and they have a budget or we develop a budget together just in, through conversation and I have planning conversations with them on a schedule. I develop a calendar for them and kind of give them homework along the way. You know, okay. That's really good. These are the that's big different things. than a lot of people. Is it? It's, yeah. It's just logical to me, you know. Yeah. And um, I help them stay on task. I help them stay on budget. But I am not, and I never do this with any of my clients, and I never will. I am not designing their wedding for them. I am listening to them and I'm looking at their Pinterest because I want them to show me visuals of what they like. And then I'm kind of guiding them through a certain direction, um, recommending vendors for them based on what I hear of their personality, based on what I hear of their budget, based on what I hear of their colors, their location, their time of year, that sort of thing. So it's really my job to know all of you so that I can connect the dots for people as a full service planner. Mm-hmm. And then I offer a partial planning package. And in that package, people can pick my brain. You know, I've been doing this for nine years in Charlottesville. So if they if they have a lot of the vendors, but maybe not all of them, and they just need 
like somebody to really be their consultant and like help them along the way, but not entirely. That's a good package. It's kind of my middle of the road package. Um, and then I do day of, which I also call month of, because I find that people get confused by those terms day of and month of, but I would never show up on your wedding day having not done anything prior to that time. So I don't think that it's technically day of. No, I think it's, I think especially when, if they don't have somebody in their family that's done weddings or knows or can walk them through it, you know, and they're maybe local. I mean, if they're coming from out of town, you know, it's more like month up and they need to be talking to you, not all mm-hmm. the time, but a certain amount of, I'm sure you come up with how many hours they get. I don't. And per, that's another okay, thing well, that that's I think different. is that's, unusual too. But, yeah, that is unusual. Um, There's another the, plus for people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't limit the number of touches that I have with a client. I, I tell people all the time, I just ask that you schedule your phone calls with me because I have three children. And don't call me on the fly and expect that I can give you my undivided attention. And frankly, you need my undivided attention. So let's, you know, create Respect an environment. Respect boundaries. Yes. And yeah. And I've never had an issue with boundaries with people. Um, day of is my most popular package. And that has suited my lifestyle heretofore very well because my children have been home with me. Um, they're old enough now that I would like to flip the script on my business and pick up more full service clients because I have a quiet house during the day because they're preschool and above. But with my day of packages, I start working with that client immediately as their consultant. They can email me and ask me any question under the sun. Some people really do. Some people I don't hear from them for months. And But it's all in Whatever that day of package. Um, you know, like you said, with family dynamics, some people need you to be their mom or they need you to be your the sister or so I like to just serve my clients in whatever way they need me. And they've never done this before. Or maybe they have, but like, probably not. You know, we hope that this is their one and only wedding. Um, and so I serve as a consultant. I do a site visit, most likely with the caterer when we walk around and we talk about where the tables are going to be placed and what the flow of the event's going to be. And I walk through the basic timeline and then we make slight adjustments. Like, do you want to do your first dance when you first walk into the reception? Or do you want to do that after you've eaten? I make recommendations on what I typically see, but then we just have a conversation. So do the site visit. I develop the timeline. I do a floor plan. I'm there for the rehearsal, which is great because then the family gets to know who I am. So if they have questions on the day of, they're coming to me and, you know, yeah, so that's really valuable. And then I'm there for the wedding day, the entirety of the wedding day, which I didn't used to do the whole wedding day. I used to leave like after the cake was cut, but there's too much room for error at the end of the night, especially with things getting packed up. You know, grandma's brooch could get lost and Becca, where is it? Well, I don't know because I wasn't actually there and transportation when people have been drinking. So it is me. I am a one woman show. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't have people that work uh, for me. I've taken on. You don't have a lot of women in dresses with clipboards following you around. And you know, the one point of communication for them, one point of communication for you as a vendor, Karen. Yeah. And, um, and so 
I just don't you have somebody walking around with an umbrella over your head? I really don't. I've gotten soaked quite a few times, and <laughs> I move chairs when I need to, and you yeah. know I get That's... sweaty and all these things. So it's definitely if I do my job right, I'm completely invisible. So I don't particularly care what I look like. I mean, I try to look nice, but I change my shoes three times over the course of a wedding day because I'm walking a lot. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's exhausting if you're doing it right. Yeah, um, it's it drains you. Um, it's, it's hard on you physically and emotionally and everything. Um, stress level can be, depending on what's going on, how but the day is. Do you um, plan, like, <clears throat> uh, alternative ceremony places, you know, and right, costs and, like, if you might need heater, you have all those kind oh, of yeah. options. If, yeah. And just make sure that they know, too, that, hey, this is my week, yeah. the week of where you might be making changes. Making changes, and yeah. your budget could go up to X amount, and... <clears throat> a lot of times it doesn't have to. I think that's kind of the beauty of Charlottesville. So many of these venues are now inside, probably. Or have amazing rain mm-hmm. options. Yeah, they've thought of. Mm-hmm. So I don't run into a lot of uh, unforeseen expenses. But yes, we have to How far do you travel? Far I've been to Richmond. I've been to D.C. But you primarily, I, I mean, personally, I've been asked to go to different States. places. Yeah. And I don't have that interest. I mean, I've gone, you know, into not too far away, a couple hours, let's say, mm-hmm. um, Homestead or those likes mm-hmm. of those places. But, um, and I, I, I'm not jumping up and down to make that happen either. You know, I kind of, we have so much going on in our backyard. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to take care of the backyard first. I think the beauty of, of what I can offer to my clients is my network. I agree. And I can't take that skill on the road because the vendors and the relationships that I've developed are here in Charlottesville. So if I'm working at an event, even at the homestead, I don't know who to recommend necessarily within that radius. Yeah, I find that um, it's important, you know, to a different level and they sometimes they take their forest with them, but they have to go find and suss out the talent there, I guess, and that's fine. But I also, I think we're just fortunate that we've ended up having so many venues and being, we're using the natural uh, beauty of Charlottesville mm-hmm. and making it an industry that works here so that tourists have a good time. People who went to school here, wah, wah, I went to UVA, so I went to Bo- I'm a mixie. I went to Bowdoin College and UVA, so I'm a little bit of a mixie. Um, and I can't tell just one. Um, because I still have dear friends from both schools. So, um, I would say, um, Charlottesville has the warm memories of school. The, it's large enough now that we have different events that bring people here Mm -hmm. and the natural beauty is enough, is a perfect setting for the weddings or the reunions or other, do you do other events? I don't do other events. I've been asked. But my business model, I don't know how to charge for a birthday, to be frank. You know, my time is worth an awful lot to me. And if I'm going to spend a day, I don't want to spend a day at a birthday where I feel like I can't charge you the same that I can right. charge for a wedding. So, yeah, I stay. You're in the, wed- in you're the weddings. Okay. Someone's asking that. That's good. Good to know. And Peggy, we were touched on this a little bit before we got to sit down and start talking is that you often will suggest bridal uh, bridesmaids gowns colors or where to shop and all those. Are you going to expand your shop into that kind of 
Not at the present okay, time. Just, just. Um, I often say if I ever was going to expand, it would be to the poor mother of the bride slash groom. Because in my opinion, Prison it's a terrible there. shopping experience. Um, dresses make you either look like a beauty queen pageant or your own grandmother. Um, and there's not a lot of tastefully classic, beautifully designed clothing. That are that affordable, you know, affordable luxury, not just crazy expensive because right. they're not necessarily going to want to wear, wear it again, again. Mm-hmm. and yeah you can resell it or whatever yeah. but they might not want to be bothered with that either they might just want to have something that's lovely it's you know possibly they could pull out again and i would i would say that's probably a really good market there because yeah. having been through it twice, age, right. yeah it's very weird I've been through it twice myself and it found it to be and i like to shop hmm. found it just horrible yeah um thank goodness for nordstrom's and neiman marcus you have the no free shipping free return um where you just try on in the privacy of your own home and then send it back um so i do think that there's a niche and an opportunity for that um but right now i'm really happy with the brides that we're servicing and the service that we're providing so i don't see that changing so you two are both bride focused Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I guess I'm hoeing myself out. But I mean, I just <laughs> um, I um, I do weddings, events, parties, birthdays. Well, there's small, so much. Yeah. There's so many other events that require your skill set. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of events here in Charlottesville, corporate, you know, education. There's things that yeah, require yeah, yeah. flowers, funerals. I don't know if you do funerals. I but- do. There's a lot of events that require flowers. There's not a lot of events that require a professional coordinator or a wedding gown. That's you know, a fancy well, I was expanding. gown. I was um, expanding. Debutantes. Okay. I was expanding her, her her reach there, saying, are you going to do bridesmaids or other party gowns and mm-hmm. things like that? She's like, no. And you're like, no, nope, I'm not going to do birthdays or anything like that. I'm sticking mm-hmm. to what I know, which is yeah. good. Now I know. Do, we do get debutantes um, who often have to have a white, plain white, dress so we have we do provide that service okay so there's something else we learned mm-hmm. and possibly down the road mob and mog the right. mob and mog and for now it's just brides, brides. Mm-hmm. just brides okay so i want to wrap it up if it's good for y'all i want to thank you both but there is one question i always ask and so i'll start with you peggy what is your favorite romantic movie and why? And how are you going to spread the love tomorrow? Well, the store is closed tomorrow. So I have to, oh, spread the love tomorrow, mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah, why not? I'll have to come back to that. Um, favorite romantic movie. You mentioned When Harry Met Sally. I think I'll have to go with When that. Harry Met Sally. Yes. Okay. And why do you like that one so much? I just love the. I love the quirkiness of their relationship. I love the fact that they basically started out as friends and didn't realize what they had. They almost threw it away. Almost threw it away. And my current, I've been married twice. My current husband and I did start out as friends. And so I think that there's something to having that ground. It's relatable. Yes. And we need to be mindful that sometimes the precious stone is right in front of our face. 
Right. And, and then the fact that, you know, at the end when he says, and when you find the one that you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start right now. Um, I love that line. I love that line too. <laughs> Yay, Peggy. Yes. Yay, I like that. She even quoted it. Yowza. Um, and then I say, how do you spread the love tomorrow? Or what love action have you seen that touched you lately that made you go, oh, thank you? Well, I've had a couple of lovely moments that have happened within the salon that have truly touched me. One was a bride who asked if I would allow both of her sisters to join the appointment and all try on dresses because their mom was terminally ill and probably would not be alive to see each one of them get married and be with them to try on the dresses. So we had that happen at the store and it was lovely and beautiful. Um, And then I had a bride just a few months ago who found the dress that she loved um, and then reached out and said, could I borrow the sample dress? My grandmother is very ill and we're not sure that she's going to be able to make it to the wedding. And my photographer has suggested that I get in the gown, we'll take my grandmother to Farmington where the wedding's going to be and we'll do photos. Um, And if she makes it to the wedding, fine. If she doesn't make it to the wedding, what a lovely gift to give your mom and family. That's these pictures of you and your grandmother. So we were allowed, I was able to arrange for the bride to come in and get the dress and use it for the photo shoot. Um, and she was just in um, a couple of weeks ago to pick up her gown. And she said, you know, when I came in today, I was a little teary thinking about, I'm going to be putting on the dress that I just had on a few weeks ago with my grandmother who had since passed away. But she was able to share the photos of her and her grandmother in her dress. And I was like, wow, you got to be a part of that and make Mm -hmm. that happen and provide these memories that are going to impact that family for ever. Mm -hmm. I got a little little misty-eyed. That's touching. That's so sweet. Thank you, Peggy. You're welcome. Becca, what's oh, your no, favorite romantic? <laughs> what is your oh, please? My favorite romantic movie is Love Actually, which oh, is, yeah, I yes. didn't like it when I first watched it, but I think having grown older and uh, the little vignettes, like the different love stories, they just speak to me because there's so many different phases that we go through in life and. You know, they're relatable back to your mm-hmm. your word relatable so yeah Emma that. Thompson is so great in it and yeah Mason and, yes um even I think uh what's his name the Hugh Grant's in there I think yeah he's in there it's and, funny and, but it's real and there's some that are a little shocking mm-hmm. and some that are a little sad but mm-hmm. you know in the end you still have hope that that's what love's about at the yes. very end it's it's got the overall message that mm-hmm. there is hope and love and so what is the lo- what latest love action that you've seen that touched you or that you were part of that you care? That well, you I don't feel have like- any that are so touching <laughs> as Peggy's. Oh. oh, it's okay. You know, I mean, my, one of the guests said, you know, her husband made coffee when, one morning when she had just had such a rough day the day before, night and everything. And it was like Bravo. the perfect thing that she needed with her kid, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know. I was crying earlier, like a little bit. It doesn't have to be. It could be just something so subtle that made, that meant something to you. To you. Yeah. Well, um, my my son, my seven year old son. Mm-hmm. So Valentine's Day is this week. 
today's the 9th of February, but Valentine's Day is coming up. So my babies are planning their Valentines with their friends. And my seven-year-old son has a crush. And he is so sweet about this girl. And they're in first grade. And it's... Ah! It's the sweetest. And, you know, he's thinking about a card to make for her and what's special to her. And she wears these big hair bows. And so he has planned a card um, that incorporates hair bows. And I think that's adorable. That's that sweet. is sweet. <laughs> and how about, is he gonna put, I don't even think they make them anymore. Those little hearts with the messages and you put them inside. The conversation hearts. Yeah, I think they do, don't they? He wants to make a pop-up. A pop like a pop up pipe cleaner bow that when she opens the card, oh. bow that comes out. So he's you know, getting crafty on this. He's a sweet boy, and you talk to children about love and what it means to them, and he just says, "Well, I just want to be with her. I just want to sit with her at lunch." Oh, I love that. And he really sweet. is crushing bad on her. He's going to make a three dimensional bow pop out. <laughs> he just, you know, that's it's so, so genuine. And I know, that's and that's another reason why I love weddings is because you get to experience such a joyous. You know, you were talking earlier, Peggy, about how you're an oncologist nurse, and that is caring for people. I almost went into medicine myself, and this is such a joyful day. You get Mm -hmm. to be part of people's, one of the most special days of their entire life, and I wouldn't trade that. I just think it's so beautiful. I agree. I've seen my dads turn around and see Mm -hmm. their daughter in their dress for the first time when we were working on an arbor. Like a bunch of us, we're just working on the arbor and we look over and we see the photographer setting it up where the dad can't turn around and the daughter comes out and then we can see his expression and her expression. We're not really, we're supposed to keep working, but we're all stopped and watching, you know, and we got, we all got teary eyed and we all started crying because he was just so emotional and she was too. Mm -hmm. And you could just feel it. Mm -hmm. We were so close. You could feel all the energy and that's fantastic. That's why we all do it. It's just those little as I like to say, moments. Mm-hmm. And you just got to, I guess you could bottle those moments and keep them forever. And you have them every so often. You know, mm-hmm. we meet a person, a man or a woman and meets a man or, you know, you meet a client or whatever. And it could be a moment in the dressing room. It could be a moment that you're sharing on the phone with somebody when they're just really freaking out, you know. And I, I have moments with them as well. It could be a moment where, you know, God knows I haven't really... Um, I don't know if I could share this or not, probably not, where, you know, I met somebody and I'm like, you just have that moment, that time, and you know it's not going to carry on. Mm -hmm. But you need to learn to value that and live right there, Mm -hmm. right in the heart of things, you know, and that's what this is about. Thank you for joining us today, the Wedding Fox podcast in Crozet, Virginia. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, Peggy. Thanks, Becca. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into The Wedding Fox, brought to you by Karen and her talented team at Foxtail Cottage Floral in Crozet, Virginia. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or at foxtailcottage.com. Tune in next time as Karen continues to unpack the business of love.